Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Kirvin, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrick, a.k.a. Diddy Quarantino, a.k.a. the one true king of the South, a.k.a. NBA Youngboy, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. Chicago Freestyle, a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. Black people, we got to go harder for Juneteenth, and I'll tell you why, a.k.a. Um, a.k.a. Uh, uh, financial, but not understanding finance. Um, <laughs> If you were tricked, just say that. Shit, nigga, I am getting tricked by this by this finance class. <laughs> that, is, that is that is the tricking that I'm worried about right we now. We all get hoed once in our life, okay? I, and uh, aka uh, him over there. And on the hotline, as always, is my wonderful and gracious co-host. Hey, y'all! It's your favorite little shit talker. It's your girl, Allie Nicole, aka your favorite little shit talker. AKA that bald headed badass, AKA Allie Tyler Moore, AKA we're gonna make it after all, AKA Traps Money Allie, AKA that little baby who is getting her shit together. Calvin, how your week been? It's been a long, hard Wednesday. Bro, this week <laughs> is kicking my ass. <laughs> oh man. So uh so 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 first things first, you know, we 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 took a week off. It, it was actually my fault. I own it because I was I was traveling and I couldn't didn't want to um if you hear Allie chopping vegetables. Nigga, hear me out. <laughs> it is Wednesday. Now typically I would have had this shit done by now, but Kiddo had to go get his second COVID shot, so shout out to him. And then, so I'm just walking through the door. I got dinner on the stove. I got the stuffed peppers in the oven. I'm getting this salad together. Like, hey, bro, I'm a mom. Like, and I know I don't talk enough about like that portion of my life. And I I probably should be a little bit more candid sometimes. But like, dog, before we record, like, I don't think people understand. I have to work a full eight hours and then come home and do that and work a full eight hours. And I thank God for my support system because that is very much so like a shared responsibility amongst all of us. Um, and I think I've absolutely talked about, you know, the, the, the why that is and the fact that, you know, my motherhood journey is a little different. Um, but yeah, like my nigga, when we done recording, I still got to feed a whole kid. He in there knocking out that homework as we speak. Speaking of which, he, he, for some reason, he has straight A's in every area except math. And I ain't graduate college yet. So which one of y'all child prodigies want to earn a couple bucks and tutor my fucking kid? Listen, right now, because of, because of my grad school, the extent of a math tutoring I have for my nigga is one fish, two fish, <laughs> red fish, blue If Johnny fish. had 10 apples, <laughs> nigga, Nat I'm Patty Whack, give, give a dog, a dog a <laughs> Listen, I Listen, so, because... You ever see, you know that meme where I think it's like Zach Galifianakis and he just has all the math around his head. Man, listen to me. I am in here. So, okay. The struggle right now is kiddos like, I understand fifth grade math. I don't understand sixth grade math. And I said, well, baby, math is universal. Like, they just level up. He's like, no, 
it's the same kind of work. She wants us to do it a different way. And I said, it's that damn common core. I it's said, that common not. core math. And this is common core math. I ain't going to have it either, but I can't. You, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't let you see me sweat. <laughs> like I'm not. Pride is absolutely going to go up before the fall this time. And I am not going to let my kid know that he is smarter than me. So hell no. Nah. We're going to be in there. We're going to get ready after dinner. I'm going to be fighting for my life. Like, so I think I just want to understand. I just want to understand what made them change math. Yeah, like, what the fuck was wrong with the original way of doing math? Like, like I'd be hearing like like the younger generation like go through like 50 11 steps to get like to do something that took us like two and i'll be trying to yeah. figure out like why, why did, like math was hard enough for me and honestly math isn't hard i just don't really understand how to plug the formulas and where they when they need to be Ma- plugged listen, in math is That's simple until it for me math was simple then they started throwing the alphabet in there and then yeah. shit got different like, yeah like, like, like why was that necessary <laughs> like you started throwing Y's and, and, and X's and Z's and shit. Everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you got too much dip on your chip now, you big You got fella. a little too much dip on your chip right there, big fella. And Listen. it's one of those things where my kid, I'm trying to explain it. I was trying to explain to kiddo, right? All jokes aside. I said, kiddo, because raising a Virgo child is probably the most interesting journey of my life. Two things, right? The older I get, I understand two things. I understand exactly why my, I had a boy and not a girl. And I also understand, like, why God gave me a child that is the polar opposite of my personality, okay? Because two aggressors, me raising an aggressive personality would not have worked. We'd have been in this bitch, bang, okay? The second part about it is he makes me have to Oh, absolutely. Listen, if you had a little version of you. I know exactly why my child wasn't a girl. If you had a little little version of you, listen, because... Because I've seen how it looks like when you find, like, big versions of you. Mm-mm, 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 yeah, mm-mm, well, mm-mm. those giants fall, too. Anyway. Um, no, I just think that, like, I'm starting. He, t- he softens my approach. Like, Braylon does not respond well to aggression. He doesn't respond well to, like, a bunch of screaming and hollering and who. Like, he doesn't. Yeah, really, like, he'll, he'll, he shuts shut down. down. He shuts down. So if I want to get through to my kid, I literally have to say, I have to, it's a slow burn. I have to bring it down, baritone it, and it has to be very soft and di- like, not soft. It has to be very direct and stern. If I'm up here with it and I'm shouting, da, 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 he's going he's gonna to tune it out. It's going to go in one ear and out the other. But when I say, kiddo, I ain't playing with you, that, that hit. Or if I say, you know what, you're disappointing me, that cuts. So I'm I'm really starting to tailor my approach as a parent um, because I'm not going to get outsmarted by a 12 year old. My ego will not let that happen. <laughs> and I, listen, I will say this though: kid, oh, a smart 12 year old, he he can outsmart some of you niggas. Um, we've seen it, but but like absolutely. <laughs> but but um, nah, no, I, it's just it's we it's, can't go, we can't go, we can't we can't let it, we can't let that happen to us. Like no nigga, motherhood right. motherhood alley is probably my favorite version of myself. Because it's the most honest and it's the most pure and it's the most just sincere. I don't have to be anything but who I am with my child. He does not expect me to be anything but mommy. And it's one of my favorite roles in my life that I play is being a mother. And I'm very private about it because I share a lot of myself with the world. Being a mom is something I just, I really just want to myself. Like, that's something I just really like this journey to be. 
as honest and private as possible. So, um, but yeah, um, we I ain't gonna a, lie. We, yeah, we took we took a week off. It was my fault because I was traveling for a conference. And so, let me before we get into chapter. Oh yeah, the how fable, was that? Yeah, let me before we get into chapter five. I definitely got to talk about it. So I was in Chicago this past weekend. You know, what I'm saying for the uh, National Black NBA Conference. You know, net, networking event. You know, career expo. And honestly, it was just something. You know. As a first-year MBA student, you know, I wanted to kind of see what it was. Um, so for those who don't know, my MBA is, is, is what they call a professional MBA. So a professional MBA pretty much means it's designed for you to work like a full-life schedule, full-time job, and then also do like classes in the evening and, and work on the weekends and shit. There's also another type of MBA, which is like the full-time MBA where like it's literally like it's grad school, grad school, where you, you on somebody's campus. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you taking classes Monday through Friday or whatever the case in the, in the morning, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to this conference, you know what I'm saying? I did realize that part of it was tailored more toward that second class of people. Cause they're talking about like intern summer internships and things of that nature. I'm like, damn, you want me? And I'm in my head, like you want me to quit this full-time job for an internship? <laughs> like, like now, now mind you, like the internship will pay well, but like nigga, that 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 math ain't mathing like really like it's not really mathing for real but before i get too deep i want to give a big shout out to Snell. um you know what i'm saying i he, love he, him he's he such was, a he, he's our friend for real and a friend and a huge supporter of the show so yeah, of course shout of out show, to Snell. You know shout out to cabin season shout out to him also getting his mba yeah shout like, out, like so literally that, that was my yeah that was that was the homie i was you know what i'm saying because we both went, you know what I'm saying? So that's what we, so, you know what I'm saying? We, we got the room. We both went. He was kind of like, because this is the second year. He's graduating in, 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 in the spring, God willing, you know what I'm saying? So big shout out to that. And so he kind of, you know, helped me kind of not only guide me on what, what, what I need to do, you know what I'm saying, as far as in, in, in the actual conference, but because I'm there solo dolo as far as from like my physical, right? And Sunel is doing his full-time MBA, uh, at, you know what I'm saying, at his, his program. So all his programs there. So he allowed me, he, he kind of allowed me to kind of tag on, but he adopted me for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? So really just, you know, to kind of connect with them and just continue to network. Um, so big shout out, big shout out to 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 him for that. I gotta make sure I give I give credit where it's due. Now we kicked it too, you know what I'm saying? I ain't I wasn't going to Chicago and just staying in the, the hotel all weekend. That's that's a waste of money. Um, but so we kicked it. And the one thing I I before, besides all the networking and stuff that I gotta I still got to kind of like knock out because I've been so ca- focused on catching up. Right. Listen, it was not only was it Hispanic Heritage Month, right? I was in Chicago Mexican Independence Day weekend. Now, did I know that I was going to be in Chicago Mexican Independence Day weekend? Of course not, because I was last weekend years old when I realized that Mexican <laughs> Independence Day was that weekend. But also, Chicago, again, for 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 a city in the north and in the Midwest, you wouldn't expect this, but it is a home to a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of Hispanic people, a lot of Hispanic culture. When I tell you that for multiple days, they shut the city down. Yeah. They shut the city down. If y'all saw it on my story, like we was like literally we was out there in the parade with them. We was, you know what I'm saying? They were just riding around all with Mexican flags, just turned up. And and like it was beautiful to see just that energy. And honestly and truly, we gotta go harder for Juneteenth. <laughs> like, okay, we so gotta, wait. We so gotta go harder. So we hear me go out. Harder. Hear me out. 
Not that Juneteenth is like this new concept, right? Because it's not. Juneteenth has been a thing. But I think that the spark and the the initiative behind Juneteenth has obviously been been fueled and and more motivated due to, of course, recent events with black people and this and just you know what I'm saying like right. we understand what is fueling and what is the motivator behind the the attention that Juneteenth has been getting in in the most recent two years for real, for real right? So mm-hmm. given the fact that we've actually started to put a lot more energy behind Juneteenth, like last year's block party. You know, first year we did it, it was we took over Revel in Cincinnati. Then we had an entire block party in the middle of a, a of a thunderstorm, essentially. Next year, who knows what it could be? We could be having yeah, rain. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, so and what I encourage I'm, it. And I encourage oh, yeah, it. So I, I, I absolutely. Think, and but, so what I learned, and because you, you know me, I'm going to learn from shit. So I was talking with, with one of the people, you know, because I was just like, hey, yo, like y'all turned up. Like, you know what I'm saying? What's the reason for because honestly, it truly was like, where are y'all partying at tonight? Because we could find our way over there real quick. I mean, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If you've ever partied with folks that are outside of your race, like, I'm going to be honest with you. Partying with white folks when they're not on hard drugs and they are just liquored up is kind of kick it. Listen, because the uh, one thing they're going to do is get you on their level and have a fucking ball. Listen, first of like, all, white people and, and Hispanic people, but white people especially, they take offense if you are sober around them. Listen, and they are not. if you're like, not what do you mean? You're, what do you if, mean? If you're not as lit as them, they're it's a problem. Like you, it's a problem, and, and they are going to solve it. They're going to immediately. Like, what are you drinking? And then turn right to the now. bar, like let me get two of whatever he wants. I'm like, sir, two. Sorry. Well, you sorry. got two hands, like, and then looking at you crazy because you actually want to remember what the fuck happened that night. I'm it's telling like, you, yes, partying it's, with it's, white people is so much fun. Partying white people is a is it's like playing roulette. <laughs> like you can either it's either gonna be really bad or really good. There's really no in between. The but last I, time I partied with Hispanics, the party started. It started as a actually it started as a baby shower. <laughs> and I was gonna I say a baby shower, <laughs> a birthday. I'm not somebody kissing I was at a baby shower and it was a barbecue. Like it was we we kicked it. I was there at like three o'clock. We was opening up gears. Having a good time. And, let me and guess like, when you let me guess when you left. No, and then the the neighborhood, it then it turned into like a block party because after seven o'clock, you know what I'm saying? The kids are still running around with spring uh, sparklers and shit. Like, and we having a good time. Niggas started to show up. Then the next thing I know, the neighbors are starting to throw more shit on the grill. I look up, it's fucking three o'clock in the morning. That's what I say. Like I was like, you showed if you got there at three o'clock in the afternoon, you for sure didn't leave before two. I was like, uh, and mind you. It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm tired, but I'm having so much fun. I'm kicking it. You're I'm energized still. Yeah, and like honestly, it's one of those. And things also, got, and also, we they, got the dominoes going. Like we had a fucking ball. And also, and also, Hispanic Hispanics especially, they drink them drinks that got alcohol and caffeine in it. Like you got to be careful. Your motherfucker drinking some shit with like some Bailey's in it. You want to, you want to pass out, but you can't. You know what I mean? Not. So I was talking with one of the, you know what I'm saying? One of them was like, hey, yo, y'all turned up. Like, I was trying to feel like, where like, where y'all going tonight? Because we could, we could dub this, you know, conference move, but I could just be at y'all spot kicking I'm it. I'm telling you. And, and so what they told me was that they kind of cho- kind of showed out like this. It had something to do with COVID because they, 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 didn't, they couldn't usually gather in a space like they, like they usually did. So they decided, fuck it. We're going to turn over the streets. We're going to be outside for real. And just take over the streets because we can't gather the way we want to because of the COVID restrictions. And I, and I had nothing, I couldn't do nothing but respect it. I was like, that's some gay ass shit. It was like, we going to have our Independence Day, however it looked like. You know what I mean? So that was something that, like, 
I didn't expect to kind of take away from going to Chicago for a black NBA conference. But listen, I was, I was like, I'm not going to say that like Mexicans like earned my respects because they already had it. But I was like, I, 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 I salute that shit. Like that shit was, that shit was crazy. You sure. know what? I love stepping outside of yourself or stepping outside of your norm and your comfort zones is so healthy. And I encourage everybody to do that a little bit more often. Like do some shit that you're like, I don't know about this. Here's the thing. You're going to utilize two things I always tell people. Spend money and use your PTO. <laughs> I'm Especially serious. the second one. Especially the second one. Baby, honestly, I have never felt bad about spending my money on some shit I actually wanted to do. Like, never. I've never felt bad about cashing out on Alex. Never. Cashing out on Kiddo. I like to shop. It don't matter what the fuck I'm shopping for. Honestly, I'd just be browsing and be like, oh, Kiddo needs that. You don't need it, but it's cool to buy it. And I like seeing, I enjoy seeing shit. Like I'm a, I tell it, oh, I'm a huge trick. I was in Target the other day, just getting. I, I don't know why I get a cart when I go into Target. Well, no, we know why I get a cart. But I go into Target, I'm like, okay, I need bleach and lashes. Let me get a cart. Alex, come on, that's a gateway drug, girl. You know better. <laughs> that pepper done got to my nose, y'all. My bad. But listen, what I'm saying is this. Enjoy yourself and explore this life because you only have one. And understanding other the other people's walk of life helps you understand yours a little bit better. Like I always like to see things from other people's perspective, not just because I don't like how do I say this? I don't always want an echo chamber of my own opinion. It's not it's actually not really beneficial for you. Uh and if we had more time, we could we could have spent a whole episode on why that's some bullshit. But like literally, like you need to you need to have other people at least at the very minimum challenge you on what you believe in. Because if you believe in and you stand on it, you can also defend it and, and articulate it to right. other people. Um so while we were away, um the last time that we spoke, we were shouting out the panelists that um panelist discussion called Girl Talk that I was actually um featured on. So shout out to Chanel B, shout out to Ohio Girls Do It Better, shout out to the other ladies that took time out of their Saturday to come to um to come and be a part of the panel. Shout out to every, all the guests and everybody who came to Black Shout out to Black Coffee for hosting us. Like Cincinnati showed up and y'all showed out and it was a wonderful time. I really I really, honestly, I enjoyed myself. Um, authenticity pays. And showing up as yourself and showing up as your honest self is always beneficial. Um, honestly, it's the only way. I have seen a lot of people rise and fall by feeling like they have to be or do something outside of themselves in order to progress or, or move forward in, with their lives or themselves. And you don't have to. You is enough. You are enough. And it does sound like, like Alex has really, that's rich coming from you, but, and it is, it really is because there were points in time in my life that I didn't believe in myself enough to show up as myself. And there are consequences for that, right? You ultimately that ends up coming back in and biting you. So I enjoyed being able to be candid, honest, um, vulnerable. I enjoyed being supported in that. I like, honestly, like shout out to Chanel. So this past weekend, she was in Cleveland, and she's wrapping up the Girls Talk panel in her hometown of Columbus, Ohio. So if you have a time, time, I'm definitely throwing up the flyer I've been promoting for her, um, the other cities that she's in. Um, so if you guys are in Columbus, in the Columbus area, and you got some time on your hands, 
make sure that y'all pull up the Girl Talk Columbus um, and show some love and support. So again, huge thank you to Chanel and shout out to Ohio Girls Doing Better for having me. Yeah, um, I I attended I attended the event. You know what I'm saying? Because I obviously I was gonna support you regardless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little late because my team wanted to be some dumbasses and lose, but that's not here neither here that's nor there. That's shallow as fuck. Cause you showed up late to my event for a nigga to lose, but uh, I... in fairness, the plan wasn't for him to lose. But um, also, but you know, also part of it was I didn't because in an event called Girl Talk, right? I and you know this, I try to be very cognizant of not like overstepping or like kind of you know be you know what I'm saying you like didn't I don't want to be the boy in the room. I didn't want to be like, oh, here come this nigga thinking this, this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, part of that was part of the reason I'm like, I, you know, I don't necessarily want to overset my boundaries. But you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, bro, but it definitely was a conversation. I think conversation that you know what I'm saying needed to be had. Um, with you know, w- without input from from the other side, because like yeah, the shit y'all was talking about were shit that like were problems that needed to be solved internally. You like, know what I'm saying? You know what's like, crazy. It, I even appreciated the opinions that were shared that I didn't necessarily agree with. Because like I said, I don't always like an echo chamber of shared opinions. I like to understand perspective that I may not always understand or see or even, you know what I'm saying, vibe with. So iron sharpens iron always. And I just appreciate women being able to say, even if this isn't my cup of tea, I'm going to respect your right to pour your tea. So shout out to everybody that came. Um, Shout again. Huge thank you and a hugely, hugely, huge, hugely grat- um, grateful for Chanel right now. So, yep, um, Shoot Your Shot brand is growing. The Ali Nicole brand is growing. The C. Diddy brand is growing. And things are just going to continue to progress and, and be what they are. And I just, again, I'm always grateful. Always grateful whenever we're taking steps in the right direction. I was definitely one of them. So, just, you know, just very, I find myself these days just counting blessings. Because I could be anywhere in the world. Anything you could can, have happened to me. You can count. You can count. I think it's all about what you focus on, right? And what, and what you choose to devote energy and time to. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think we've learned last, you know, almost two plus years that there's a lot of negative in the world. But if you choose to focus, focus on it, you can find it, right? You can find if you If you choose to focus on, or, on what's going wrong or what's going on, you could find it. Yeah, but also, my, but, but also there's a way, there's, there's a lot of things going on in the world that are positive. And, 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 and it's all about your perspective on what you choose to focus on and get that energy to. Yeah, and my director had an analogy for that. What you feed, what, what will grow is what you feed. And that's that. Like what you grow, what, what you feed is what will grow. And what you pour yourself into is what will sprout. So I've just been really intentional about where my energy is placed and really intentional about what I give my time to these days. We've, in the past couple months, me and you, we talk about it a lot. We've encountered a lot of bullshit. A lot of things have been distracting. A lot of things have been taking away from the mission. And we had to get the, I mean, you got to clear the bullshit out. You got to get the squares about your circle. You got to move different. You got to figure out what you want for you. And you got to you got to be intentional about the things that you place yourself into. And it sounds corny as fuck, right? It sounds corny. Oh, it's, it's absolutely it's absolutely off of the the, the empowerment bingo cards. Oh, absolutely. We're using like... all the buzzwords tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> but I have literally started to just 
take it in. Like, be mindful. Be mindful. And everybody, honestly, candy isn't tempting because it's nasty. So a little bit of the bullshit is good for your soul, too. But, like, just be mindful of how much of that shit you're actually consuming and, and why you want it. Right? Anyway, Calvin. What's going on? All right. Women, again, are making it. Okay, we just... <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. Go no, ahead. this is your favorite song, ain't it? <laughs> you... Turn it up. Turn it up, DJ. Oh, my God. Calvin, you are such a gossip girl. Anyway, uh, um, Calvin, I think in your past life you were a bad bitch. I'm so sure. I mean, in my current life, I'm a bad bitch. So what you talking about? What you talking about? Anyway, uh, Onika, uh, Miss Miss Mirage, Miss Mirage. So so here's Mrs. the thing, Petty. Mrs. Petty, Mrs. Petty. So here's the thing, right? Oh, in the past two weeks since we've been going. Onika has made the headlines for everything but her music. And so has so, Rihanna, but we're going to get into that another time. You got an, it. W- listen, if another time, another story, you know what I'm saying? And Riri ain't, ain't did the shit that, that Nikki did. So Nikki on the hot seat this week, right? She got so, it. So while we were going, Nikki went full conspiracy theory. First, first, <laughs> first and foremost, right, and like you know, you know us. If you listen to us, you know that like it's it's, it's got to the point where we we're tired of talking about the vaccines and shit because like it's it, it'll be the, it's a broken record. We're done. Saying, you know what I'm saying? Like at this point, we not gonna be the niggas that's gonna convince you one way or another. Baby, when, I'm also but, not trying to really be around nobody who's not vaccinated. I'm just being honest. Listen, and I know that sounds wild coming from the bitch who literally worked in a nightclub throughout the entire pandemic. I know that sounds wild coming from the girl who like is very social and enjoys being around people, but I like being around smart people. And so, but you know what I'm saying? So I ain't got I ain't going, you know what I'm saying, do do a lot, but, but when Nicki, Mar- Nicki Minaj Arguably one of the most famous celebrities in the world, right? Most like influential, influential in the world with with, with the with the most impassioned fan base in the world. This side of Beyonce <laughs> gets on Al Gore's internet and goes full my cousin in the Pentagon on us and says that her cousin's friend, like the 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 the, the, the degrees of separation, is for me. <laughs> Her cousin's friend got the shot and his mm. testicles swole up to the point where his, his fiance called the marriage off. And that is why she is hesitant about getting the vaccine. Baby, that's called an STI. Your, hu- your, your cousin's friend had gonorrhea. <laughs> he was cheating with some other bitch. And okay. that's the reason that your cousin's friend's fiance called the wedding <laughs> but like so so here's the here's the thing right and here's and here's the drill down point before we get to the other point the the conversation between the vaccinated and to, and the anti-vax isn't really a fair fight because one side is coming with like facts and statistics and scholarly articles and like research and the other side is coming with purely antidotal evidence from either themselves or a cousin or a homegirl or something like that, right? So it's like, it's, it's not a fair fight because y'all not arguing the same points. 
part of the reason that I've stopped is because I realized we're not arguing the same point. But the, the reason we have to sometimes, even with celebrities, just ignore the stupidity. Because, again, you, you, what you feed is what will grow, right? Exactly. We fed this bullshit from Miss Minaj to the point where Dr. Fauci had to address it in a press conference. Can we be absolutely all the way 3,000 about this, though? Like, it wasn't about the fact that Dr. Fauci felt the need to address it right. It's about how the fact that Nicki Minaj's platform and fan base is so big that it would have ca- it literally caused an international incident. <laughs> Listen, did you ever think you would see the day where in Trump rallies and anti-vax rallies, we're flying Nicki Minaj flag? Right. If I told you that, like, two years ago, that in, in a super far-right rally, that they're going to be flashing Nicki Minaj flags and bumping super bass, you would have asked me, did somebody, did somebody, like, did you, did you fall and hit your head on something? Are you okay? Because that's the simulation that we're in right now. Like, the last normal day was December 30th, 2019, and ever since then, we have been in some form of simulation. I promise you. But, and here's, and here's the real evil part about that, right? First and foremost, um, you, you do this often, but you ever, you ever say a point, and then when a certain person agrees with you, you start feeling like, Woo! fuck. You every time a man, every time too many men agree with me, I'd be like, damn, I might have to walk this back. Every time too many men, I'd be like, damn, you spitting. I'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, on remember, so, remember, so remember when um, Chance the Rapper said something? Like tr- bullshit, and then Terry Crews co-signed it, and Chance Rapper was like, "Oh fuck, oh, fuck I can't, ha- I can't be on the same side as you, nigga. I gotta apologize." Like, I want for Nicki Minaj, if Tucker Carlson, and for those who aren't super hip to politics, first and foremost, good luck. Like, shout out to you. I wish, I wish I was. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know who Tucker Carlson was. Tucker Carlson is like. The, the mascot for Fox News, right? And so any point where the mascot for Fox News is agreeing with you, you may be like, damn, I may have fucked up here. And the second thing is the timing of all of it. Really? It's because she made these statements at the same time her husband, Mr. Kenneth Petty, was being brought up on like, was it probation violation charges or was right. it like, or, no, no, or no, failing, no, no, no. failing, failing to register as a sex offender. So thank you. I was just getting ready to correct you. Because so, I, I, I was asking, but I, I remember, like he he got he gets brought we're up. We're gonna add on, a trigger warning right here at thirty minutes thirty seven seconds because we are getting ready to talk about sexual assault. Um. So number one, Nicki Minaj's husband was brought up on federal charges for failing to register as a sexual. I mean, as a sexual predator for failing to register as um excuse me i forgot the exact term again um how do i say this because i'm not gonna lie reading some of the facts behind this case triggered the fuck out of me as a sexual assault survivor and number one my support is always going to be on the side of surprise excuse me my support is always going to be on the side of survivors no matter what um, nobody knows what you 
unless you're a survivor and unless this is something that you've experienced yourself, um, it's hard to discuss how triggering it is to see somebody have to be walked through the things that the survivor of Calvin, help me with words. So, like, so, 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 I'm trying trying to be very clinical here before I start getting into my personal sentiments, and I'm I'm struggling right now. So, I think, and part of it is you until you until you've gone through it, you can't. You can try to empathize. You can try to like, but you you can't really like truly understand what that process is like. And what the and what the process of healing is like until you you yourself have gone through it or currently going through it, and right. so and so that's why I was quiet because I'm like you know what I'm saying like not you know what I'm saying like I can't speak on your experience right I can I can only speak on what I've been through but I can't I can't speak on yours you know what I'm saying so can't speak because on that for me it's one thing for all right Nicki Minaj understands very well what her fan base is capable of because even not too far along ago y'all remember the cardi versus nikki beef and how her fans was trying to post up addresses and threatening children and like you understand she understands the gravity and the nature of her and the capabilities of her entire fan base she knows that niggas go ape shit over onika period the issue that i'm having is that when i started to so, excuse me. Let me get this young lady's name correctly. I absolutely Jennifer, I believe her name. Her name is yes, Jennifer Hugh. Yeah, I think so. Yes. And so, number one, the Shoot Your Shot podcast absolutely stands behind Jennifer Hugh, and it does make me cringe to watch people still vehemently stand behind Onika, stand behind their their fave, because. This woman is literally telling you, Onika willingly married a unemployed sexual predator. And the constant excuses that she makes for men in her life that are been, have been abusive. Number one, her brother. Now you married this man. Now you married an abuser. It's almost just like you are what you attract. So I'm starting to question, is Nikki herself an abuser or has she been abused? Because what is your attraction to these people? who are rooted in harming women in such violent ways. I have an issue with that. And it's not just, oh, these are alleged allegations. This man has been charged and sentenced. Like, yeah, like at a, a jury of his peers have convicted him of, of, of a crime relating to this. It's just, I, I, how do I say this? And I'm, I've been trying to find my words very, very carefully because it is triggering for me. It is, it is very triggering for me. Um, I'm a, I'm, ooh, um, so Jennifer Hugh went on The Real today and she was interviewed about Kenneth Petty's alleged rape, um, her the alleged rape case that he has with her jennifer also while she was doing during this interview she had explained that Nicki minaj's team and members of her you know family had reached out to her harassed her they've been trying to bribe her pay her off they've been trying to silence her threaten her multiple times 
they reached out to not only Jennifer, but they reached out to her family as well. That's, it's not just some regular schmegler person off the street trying to get you to give you a couple thousand on some hush money. We are talking about an international megastar using all her power and every and everything that she has in her arsenal to, to scare you out of telling your truth and standing in that. That man is guilty as fuck, your honor. And, and Nikki has spent the majority of her career weaponizing her fan base. Um, it's, it's similar, and you know, I don't say this slightly, it's similar to the way that Donald Trump weaponized his, his supporter base, his fan base. Like, she spent, like, the, you know, threatening to dox people, having her, her fan base harass whoever, you know what I'm saying, that has an issue with, with Nikki. And I think for, for the longest time, we, because I'm not, I'm not going to point the fingers at anyone else, that we, we, we excuse part of that, partly because the music, and partly because we just thought that was just a way that things, things were done. But, like, when, when that we- weaponizing of the fan base is now directed at someone who allegedly has suffered a great deal at your, at, 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 because of your husband or weaponizing nigga, misinformation like that, like you, you a you, nigga that you had a hundred percent choice in marrying. You didn't have to marry that broke ass nobody. Who is that nigga? He used your money to buy your wedding ring, and here you are promoting this nigga and boosting him to fuck up. You let you let a pedophile and a rapist get you pregnant. I have no, I have no country for that. I have no patience for that. Stupid is as stupid does, and that was fucking dumb. And I really want to know what this nigga has over you or has on you for you to stay with abusive manipulators. Like powerful women are staying with people who are taking full and utter advantage of them. Like what, what kind of validation are you in need of to be laid up with somebody who has a reputation like that? Like, we we obviously can't answer that. The only people who can answer that are them. You know what I'm saying? But I, it's one of those things where, it, and it, you know, I saw some people try to say that like you're here, you are blaming women for a men's choice again, and and this isn't that because no. it's not like it's not a situation where like 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 I saw on the internet where like a dude shoots me. For, for for protect you know trying to like you know protect a woman from his advances and I get on the internet and blunt and say women need to stop fucking with insecure men. It's like she had and it's not even her brother because she can't she didn't choose to be related to her brother, right? Like you know what I'm saying you don't choose your family. But like this person in particular, like she she chose she like she either she sought him out or she was receptive enough of his advances to get married and have a child with, And right? you can't even use the excuse, well, I didn't know who he was because you're fucking Nicki Minaj. You literally make enough money to know who the fuck anybody is. You make enough money to vet... Listen, you if vet If we your, can know who he was. Baby, you make... You vet your assistants better than you, you vet the man that you was sleeping with? That makes no sense to me. That makes no sense to me. Like, I'm not about to sit here and listen to any excuses about why it's okay to marry a pedophile. Why it's okay to marry a man with sexual abuse charges. Like, let's be clear. Let's be very, very clear. I'm not about to sit here and make excuses as if that kind of shit is okay. It is not. It is absolutely not. And 
again, I don't want to get too deep because again, shit like this is extremely triggering, but my support is always going to be with the victims and survivors of sexual assault. That nigga guilty as fuck. He's facing up to 17 years. And you know what's crazy? They said, well, why wasn't Nikki at the VMAs? And why wasn't she making all these public appearances? And why is she going on Twitter talking about the vaccine as crazy as she is? Nigga, the writing is on the fucking wall. All of this attention and all of this focus is literally... Um, literally in, in a reaction to the fact that her husband is foul as fuck and he's nasty as fuck and you are married to that man. Like, that's on you, sis. I just, it's one thing for you to say, oh, well, like you said before, Calvin, it's one thing for you to say why you can't hold women accountable for men's decisions. I absolutely am holding you accountable for the kind of man you think is okay to lay down with and tie your reputation to because Nikki's not no regular schmegular ass bitch. And, and, Everything and, you do is going to affect your reputation and who you are and how you make your coins. And that's what you chose to be tied to. I don't have any mercy for that. And, and it's, it's also hard to continue to be your fan. It's also hard to consume your music. It also makes it very hard for me to put money in your pocket. And that's what the fuck it's supporting and going towards. And it's not I have a problem with that. And, and this isn't a Nikki specific thing, right? This isn't a Nikki specific thing. For, from, from the dawn of time, people have been judged based off of a company that they choose to keep around from the dawn of time, right? Whether it's romantic, platonic, a mixture of the two, business relationships, whatever the case may be, you've been, people have always been judged off of a company they keep. Nicki Minaj is not an exception to that rule. And the company that she has chosen to keep has, has skeletons in their closet that does not fit with the women empowerment brand that Nicki Minaj wants to sell. You know what I'm saying? I question that too, because I don't, how do I say this? And I think you just said it best. Women and women's empowerment is a brand. That's a brand. You got to stand in that. And if you're not, I I think that women's empowerment is a brand. Empowering women is work. Putting women in positions to win is work. Protecting women is work. You have to be vested into that. So her actions have absolutely showed you which side of the coin she stands on. So I'm not, I can't tell nobody. Like I, I make this comparison all the time. I don't have a problem with you being our Kelly fan. I have a problem with you not being honest about who that man is and still continuing to support his music. You don't make excuses for your fave. You can say that nigga's a piece of shit, but I'm not going to stop listening. You're not going to sit here and tell me, oh, well, it's not her action. She didn't rape nobody. No, but you are laying next to a rapist. You are absolutely accountable for that shit. So that's my two cents on it. Moving right along. <laughs> so. Um, so. Continue prayers for Haiti. Yeah. Um. Some people say Haiti's cursed. I don't necessarily agree with that because I believe that Haiti being, isn't cursed. It's exploited. Haiti Haiti was was targeted ever since the 1800s. Like Haiti was um, the first black black independent nation. And so it 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 got us independence from France in like 1804, I believe. Yes. And then 1825. France pretty much threatens, like extorts Haiti, says, 
pay like $35 billion or we're going to invade Haiti back um, in order for us to recognize your independence. Um, Haiti initially boxed at that because it was like, nigga, no, fuck, fuck out of here. And then the rest of the Western world like coincides with France to impose sanctions similar to what was going on with Cuba and, and, and not trade with them, not give them aid, not do any of that sort until Haiti paid the money to France. So, so that's, that's how Haiti started as a country. And, and, and it's only gone, gone further. Like, you know, they, they were still recovering from the first earthquake that they had. And right. then to have another one and, and then to have your president assassinated and then the refugees that come into this country that are in Texas have border patrol on horses holding whips and whipping them and, and grabbing them to try to escort them back into, you know, wherever, wherever they're holding them for deportation. Like, it's a lot to take in. And I'm, and I'm someone, I'm going to keep the same energy on it. Like, I'm not that type of person. Like, the, the, the administration that's currently in charge got to own that. Got to own that. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's, on, it's on your watch that these black and brown refugees are not getting the same treatment as the Afghan, as the Afghan refugees that are coming in from Afghanistan. Or if we want to get real spicy, all of the undocumented Canadians that hop, skip, and jump across our Ooh, northern baby, border. You took them words right out of a girl's mouth. You did. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I know, I know some Canadians who just like, man, they they've been in they've been in America just chilling. Ain't got ain't they still get their mail in Canada? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's baby, no documents, just vibes. And so and so, yeah, like, and I think what I think what people are realizing, and is that there's a certain level of callousness and a certain and a certain agenda that America, the corporation, will always have. And no matter who is in the Oval Office, America, the corporation, will always go with America's in, corporate, corporate interests and agendas. Let's and, be clear, right? Let's right. be clear. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. Because people were just like, well, shit, Afghan people are brown people. And there was a point in time where Afghanistan, I mean, you know what I'm saying? People of Middle Eastern descent, especially from Afghanistan and Iraq, were being discriminated against. Absolutely. And, like, and especially when the 9-11, the Turning Point documentary on, uh, documentary on Netflix about 9-11 is perfect. It, it honestly, it breaks down the, the human, the on soil, the overseas, the Bush administration. It breaks down that shit to a science. It is a phenomenal documentary, okay? Especially because if you are a millennial, if you're a 30-year-old millennial, during 9-11, we were in the second and third grade. So a lot of us, this, this time period, what was going on at that time is kind of faded memories. So watching documentaries that took place during your lifetime that, affected, that have affected your, your life since then, since adolescence, is actually kind of powerful. It's sobering to an extent. Um, so definitely if you're kind of, if you're, if you've been into 9-11 conspiracy theories, I definitely recommend you check that out. Honestly, if it's, it's just a great documentary to consume in general. Um, but anyway, back to my point. The United States 
attitude towards Afghanistan, I hate the word refugees, but the United States, Af- the, excuse me, the United States attitude towards Afghanistan refugees is case in part due to, of course, white guilt. We pulled out of a 20-year war. This, the Afghanistan conflict or war has been going on for 20 years. I am 30 years old, which means that this 10 years old, I remember watching the first bombs being dropped in Afghanistan on the news. I remember watching that. I, it's wild when the first bombs in Afghanistan were dropped at 10 years old, and I have peers that have fought in Afghanistan and Iraq. So wild. That is so wild to me to think about. The second portion of that is this. Yes, this is absolutely white guilt. We pulled out of that situation, and we knew that a power vacuum and a fall of structure was going to happen immediately. We knew. Even and- if we would have pulled out 10 years ago, Honestly, five years ago, the power structure that was, the power vacuum that was going to happen was going to happen. Honestly, so the and I, and I, hold on. The acceptance of Afghanistan refugees has a lot to do with the fact that white people feel bad. Like, honestly, and, and I know this ain't, the, this ain't the political podcast, so I'm gonna keep it short, but like, I see. You know, so, like, Biden's approval ratings are getting dinged because of climate change, hurricane relief, COVID, COVID. And, and this. And honestly, the only thing that he could have controlled was the Afghanistan thing. And honestly, even with how it played out, he there really wasn't no right option for him, right? Because because the other the other side of it was like, do we keep sending people over there? You know, indefinitely. That's you know what I'm saying. So it's it's one of those things where, with that one, like it, it's definitely a lot of white. Damned, guilt. He was going to be damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know what I mean? And, and he and he and he and he again protected and chose American interests for America the corporation and said, "Damn everybody else." And then accepted Afghanistan refugees as a my bad. Like, I know it's fucked up, y'all. And I know that, like, a lot of y'all helped us and try to, like, you know, really go against your own people. But And we kind of just leaving y'all at their mercy. So if you can get on this plane, <laughs> we'll take you. We'll take you, you know to Charlotte. Saying? You know what I mean? Like, just so, so, but absolutely. We ain't going to stop you from getting here. Your black ass just has to get here. Like, you know, like, we just attitude, get here, though. The same attitude is not being taken with Haiti because of the same. It, it was, like, almost like getting punished for gaining your independence getting punished for overthrowing your abusers and your oppressors, being punished for not allowing anybody to walk over you in your lifestyle anymore or walk over you and your government and your tyranny anymore. It was the same exact way. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see because it's one of those things where it's disappointing. It's disappointing, not shocking. We knew this was going to happen. It was about the how, not the, I mean, it's about the when, not the how. We knew. So, continue prayers for Haiti. Um, it's one of those situations where it's like, damn, even I want to help, how can I? So, I'm not going to lie, this is the area I'm a little green about. If y'all know um, any boots on the ground efforts. So, so, basically, the, pro- the problem here with this with, is... There's not a lot that people can directly do to, to help, right? Because you're dealing right. again. I know, I know, refugees is because they're people, but you're dealing with you're trying you're dealing with policy, right? So it's not so. There's very few boots on the ground efforts for the people in these 
refugee camps because it's it's a policy thing. Only and again, I hate to sound super cliche. The main thing that you can do is really just like put pressure on on the people who are who are out here making these decisions and laws right. to like give a fuck. Like honestly, it, it shout out to Cam. You know what I'm saying? It's like most politicians want to do the bare minimum effort to get reelected. Right. Like they are, they are the they are the student who is okay with a C average because C's get degrees. Right. And so if they feel like the people who are voting for them don't give a fuck about a certain issue, they won't do shit about it because people my constituents don't really give a fuck. I'm gonna focus on the shit they give a fuck about. But if if people are on their ass uh, specifically about a very specific issue, like hey. Yo, what's going on down here with these refugees? It's fucked up. Or a, like, right. I need I need you to do more to 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 protect Planned Parenthood, and like you are on your they ask about it. Then the staffers who receive these calls will go to the the politician like, yo, these people are giving a fuck about this and this. We should probably figure out how how we're going to appease the people who give a fuck about this and this. And so, so it's, it's it's heartbreaking because you're watching this from 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 a thousand miles away. And there's not much you can do. Um, but uh, you know, but like I said, like you know, that's part of it. And also, you know, for any any boots on the ground, you know, people are trying to like offer pro bono services. Like if you're a lawyer who's offering like pro bono services to the refugees or anything like that, or you know somebody who's doing something like that, like hit our line so we can amplify it. So that way we can, you know get you the support you need to continue to give you services for free in order to, in order to kind of make this a little more palatable for the people who are suffering the most. I agree. So again, prayers for Haiti, prayers for our black people. Let's hold each other a little tighter. That's, you know, um, on to, uh, one of our last topics, but, uh, Calvin, you brought up a good point. You said, or a good question, I should say. What are reasonable expectations to have in a relationship? And like, is there such a thing? You want to elaborate, friend? Yeah. So I've been, you know, in, in the past two weeks, you know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been seeing a lot of discourse. Some that's been said to me, some that I just see about like, oh, a, a woman's supposed to do this in a relationship, a man's supposed to do this in a relationship. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just that sort of thing. And I, I, I wonder, I wonder as, as, as people, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is a reasonable expectation? Like, what is something that you can reasonably expect to to receive within a relationship? And what are some things that, if you expect that, like you can you can get it, but it's not necessarily something that's a reasonable expectation. Like, I I, I ask the question because I truly, I truly do not know. Like, I think for me, I think the, I think what what it boils down to, um, in the as as a great African American philosopher once said, I can do bad by myself. Right. Oh my God. Such a bad bitch. But so I look at like you, you know me, like I enjoy my solitude. I enjoy, you know what I'm saying? Like I could be alone and be all right. You know what I mean? So you gotta be better than my solitude for me. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way, but I'm like, yo, like if be if having you around does not improve my life in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So what is the point, especially when it's expected that I'm going to do that for you? Mm-hmm. 
So I think that to me, that's a that's a, that's a baseline. Like, can you improve my life in some way, shape, form, or fashion? Especially if on the other side you have expectations for me to do the same. Right. Um, I have a rule about this. What's whatever, your rule, friend? Whatever boundaries you set, they have to be able to be reciprocated. So you cannot as literally do unto others if you were done unto yourself. You can't tell me, oh, I don't like you when you pinch me. And then when you need my attention, the first thing that you're doing is gripping my skin. That's going to piss me off. You cannot, a boundary that can't be reciprocated is called manipulation. Because you should not, you're not going to do to me what you will not have done to yourself. That's out. Absolutely. And I think that, um, I think, so for me, like, again, like, I think even in my friends with benefits days, right, back in the old days. Part of a re- part of what saved me, and this is not my words, this is the words of the people I was in these situationships with, was that I never expected anything out of them that I wasn't expecting out of myself. So, for example, and I just I never asked a woman that I wasn't in a committed relationship with, who she doing, what she doing, where she at, if she not with me, because that's not my business, that's not my that's not my expectation, that's not my boundary. To, 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 to call out like that, if you are not my girlfriend, what fucked some of them up was I expected the same courtesy and they weren't necessarily as willing to give me that as I was willing to give that for them or, or, or the same thing. Like to this day, I have never gone through nobody's phone because I don't I don't see the need for it. And also, if I'm at the point mentally where I feel like I need to go for your phone, I'll just leave You because know? clearly the trust is already gone. If I need to go for your phone, does that make sense? I went through a phone or two in my past life. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, you found exactly what you were looking for every time, didn't you? Baby, I, I ran apart. Honestly, I'm be, I'm be real. There was only one time I went through a nigga's phone and I was wrong. And you and still I'm found like, something to be mad at, but you just, you ain't, no, you, ain't was, find, <laughs> you ain't find what you want to I was mad that this nigga was actually curving, bitch. And I was just like, wow, these, these messages have been left on red for days. Meanwhile, in my inbox, it's a fucking three ring circus. Just ain't shit. Like, bro, ain't shit. So I just honestly, for me, growth. Like, let's talk about it. Because anyway, but I just, ooh. Relationships get complicated. Relationships get complicated when you're afraid to say shit with your chest. And the moment that my relationships started to become in all sorts of fashions. I'm not afraid if me telling you that your actions are bothering me makes me fear for losing you. I need to reevaluate the value I actually place in our relationship because I should be able to tell you what my concerns are without feeling like you're going to break up with me for it. And a platonic or relationship or, or romantic relationship, I should be able to come to you and be like, hey, bro, I don't like the way you chew gum or whatever the issue is. And you'd be able to at least hear me out. I'm not asking for agreement, and I think that's where a lot of relationships kind of go left. You'll be one that nigga to agree with you. You've expected that. <laughs> yes, yes, that that is the one. You'll be wanting that bitch to be to just do whatever the fuck you tell her to, instead of explaining or, or instead of allowing her to explain to you where the issue may lie on her end. Y'all be asking like you don't want partnerships; you want handmaiden. Like you don't want people to actually tell you what the hell their issue is or be able to communicate with you in languages that make you feel validated. I think some of y'all just really want to be able to boss a bitch around. And if that's the case, 
Hire and, some and, hire a butler and, and, or an assistant. Because that bo- that bossing thing is for sure gender neutral. Because like you know what I'm saying. But also, I think one thing that was told to me recently was you expressing what you don't like or what bothers you shouldn't always have to lead to an argument, right? Because it's PTSD. It's absolutely PTSD that, I'm, that, I, that I've suffered over the course of my time where, where something, something like may rub me the wrong way. And instead of speaking, I'm like, I'm going to tuck it because I, I don't want a whole big thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to tuck it. But when you tuck something, it eats at you. Because it's like, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker out here walking around like she ain't say that bullshit to me. But if, instead of just like, hey, that bothered me that you did this, said this, whatever. And I want to, I want to let you know that, not on some like accusatory shit, but if we're trying to grow, I need you to know what bothers me. Because otherwise, you're going to continue to do the shit. And then if I don't tell you the first time, but I tell you the sixth time, now I'm mad. You feel what I'm saying? Like that's part of, and that's part of something I had to, I, I've had to grow out of because it's like oftentimes, especially men, like will tuck some shit that they don't like in order to avoid an argument. Just because it's like, you know what? I, yeah, I, mm, I, I ain't even gonna do that. And then on the back end, what, 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 what people don't realize is that it fucks, it, it fucks up even more because now you're unwittingly giving positive reinforcement to the shit you don't like. If, if I have to tuck my feelings in order to preserve our relationship, I no longer need to be here. I'm not like, and it's a way to communicate that doesn't belittle the people around you or invalidate their right to disagree with you. There's a way to disagree with people in your life that leaves room for respect. Y'all niggas want to be right, not heard. And y'all don't want, like, you don't want to fix it. You want to be right. And there's a very big difference in intentions when you approach conversation from the understanding of, I just want you to hear me out and not do that shit again versus I need an apology. Who the fuck do you think you are? And and right. And so, and so, and this is, this is very funny coming from being you, right? I know. We've had had these conversations like off wax, right? Because it's literally like certain, like certain things, like if I feel like you've wronged me, right? Then. I need an apology for me because I feel like you've wronged me versus, Hey, you didn't necessarily wrong me here. You just did something that you, you don't even, you didn't even know I didn't like this until I told you. Right. So I can't, I, I can't be I mad think, at you. For I that. think the other part about it is. Mm, how do I say this? A demand and an expectation are very different things. Right, right, right. And I think that. Okay. I think that it's a very different expectation for you to say, oh, you hurt my feelings and this is why. And in order to move forward, I would like some acknowledgement or an apology for those actions. Now, on the receiving end of that, you could say, okay, Mm -hmm. I understand where you're coming from and I'm willing to give you that acknowledgement as my friend. And I do see where I went wrong in these actions. And I only issue apologies for things, for behavior I actually plan on changing. Like, I'm not, I've never apologized for shit. I'm not going to change. I'm not. Because when I issue an apology for it, I expect you to hold me accountable to it. And I'm okay with that level of accountability. If I don't feel like I necessarily was wrong, but in order to make you feel better, you need an apology, that's an expectation that deserves further conversation because you should not be giving anything you're not really sincere about. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I and I it's definitely something where you, you in order to have true leverage, you have to be willing to walk away. And I'm not saying leverage in the sense you want to use it like but it, but it, but you have to be willing to walk away from something like if if there is a fundamental thing that is just is just going to continue to come up and get in the way of productive conversations and communication there's no need to continue to force a square peg into a round hole just just for shits and giggles like and i think that conversation is important like if if, if you do something that i don't like but you don't see no issue with it and and you don't really see the need to change your behavior is now up upon me to choose whether or not I want to accept that behavior or not. And it's not on some like I'm the big bad big joker boss man. It's like yo, do I really you know, am I going if she if that's who she is as a person that if that's who he is as a person, do I accept that or do I not? And whatever decision you make, stand on it and stand in it. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise. It does no good to say to, to 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 accept someone for who they are, just to continue to nag at them about the same shit that you told them it was okay. Like, right. So we're gonna end this on a positive note, and I got it this week. Look at me. Damn, I was gonna have I was gonna have one too. Shit, fucking fucking me up. Okay, you go first. <laughs> um. So my positive note for this week is again protect your energy. Um, and mind your energy and understand that everything does not deserve your energy. Um, I truly believe that like humans are the most powerful. We, we are so powerful and the power of the tongue is real and the power of the mind is real and the power of what you focus on is real. And you, you have so much opportunity to focus on positive shit and focus on shit that you want. that actually makes you happy. Um, so to, 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 so to continue to do that, like there's going to be things out there that, that, that you want to give your energy to, but it's not, it's not going to serve you. It's not going, it's not going, it's not going to benefit you. It's going to kind of, it's just going to kind of really drag you into a space that you, you work so hard to get out of. So my positive note for everybody listening to this is like, whatever situation that you got going on right now, choose to focus your energy on, on the things that are positive. Or, or if you going through some shit right now, because we listen, Lord knows everybody going through some shit right now. Focus on how to get out of it or focus on how to manage it and maintain it that you don't crumble upon, upon the pressure. Don't choose to focus on the negativity or everything else that's going around you because all it's all going to do is eat you alive. And we ain't got that time. We ain't got that time today. So focus on the positive, man. So keep, that, keep that positive energy up. So my positive note of the day is, that, well, it's a reminder. So today is the first day of fall. So happy fall solstice, guys. Um, uh, shout shout out to the Libra gang. Shout out to Libra season. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all of them. Second of all, yes, absolutely. Second of all, uh, seasonal defective disorder is right around the corner, guys. And I know today, especially the past couple of days in Cincinnati have been extremely rainy. It's been gloomy outside. And I think all of us physically and mentally have been feeling the effects of the gloominess. So this is just a really good time to bulk up on those vitamins. If you are like me, you need some orange juice in the morning, now's a good time to grab you some OJ. Now's a good time to reset your routine, get rid of some of the old clothes, get rid of some of the old things from the summer. Um, just now's a really good time to go through your, go through your routine. Uh, how do I say this? Audit your routine. Audit the things that you've been valuing in your life. Audit the things that you, you've been doing day by day. 
honest, in the past week, I've really reset my routine. Next week, I'll be on vacation. So by the time I get back, we'll have something to talk about for real. But um, just audit the way that you've been going about your day-to-day. And consider, consider that. And your next move forward, we're entering into quarter four. Let's finish strong. Let's, let's finish on top. Like the end of the year is in a couple months and you really get to set the, yeah, the end of the year is in three months. So you really get to finish out the rest of the year exactly how you want to. So why not finish on top? I always say that my new year's always starts in October and I'm not wrong. This will be the second year in a row that my new year's has started in October and I'm coming up on the anniversary of some life changing things for me. So I'm starting to react to that. I can feel it. Um, I was really uh, moody today. Damn near manic, actually. But um, just audit yourself. Audit the things you take value in and audit your routine. Set new boundaries. Set new intentions. And finish the year strong, guys. It's your girl, Allie Nicole. It's your boy, C. Diddy. We are out of here. Peace. Yo, I'm about to take a chance, yo. Blindfolded with the free throw. Little mama playing a defense. Two seconds on the clock. I'm-